0: Thanks for listening to the Mornings with Carmen LaBerge podcast, made available thanks to support from listeners just like you.
1: Helping you wake up, remembering this is our Father's world. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. It's
0: Good morning, good morning. What uh, what song are you singing in your heart today? What's your heart song? You have a heart song. You got a song that you know rises to your rises to your heart and your mind and your lips first thing in the morning. I'm pretty sure you know mine. Uh, if you listen with any regularity, I'm pretty much a rise and shine and give God the glory. glory. I mean, that's sort of my go-to first thing in the morning. Uh, Heart song, how about you? What is your heart song sing in the morning? You got a you got a song on your heart this morning? I'd love to know what that is. You can always text me 877-933-2484. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge. What's the song in your heart or the song on your mind this morning and let your heart song sing today. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord. Are you are you singing to the Lord? It doesn't it, you know here here's the reality. God loves the sound of your voice. I want you to think for a moment about, you know, the, the sound of your, of your child or your grandchild, your niece, your nephew, giggling in glee. I mean, don't you just love the sound of their voice? Well, the Lord loves the sound of your voice. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord. What song are the birds singing today? What song are the oceans singing today? What song is that babbling brook singing today? What song is the cracking ice singing today? What song are the trees singing today? What song are you singing today? Our Growing Your Faith verse of the day comes from Psalm 96, the first three verses. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among the peoples. Sing to the Lord. Anne uh, and St. Paul is singing, crown him Lord of all. Debra is singing Goodness of God. Bob is singing uh, uh, or Mandisa's Good Morning featuring Toby Mac. Amen. Uh, what are you singing this morning? What's your heart song? The text line is open, 877-933-2484. Maybe we could make a little uh, uh, carmination. Uh, what do you call that when you put a songs playlist? on a list together? Yeah, A playlist. Play. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell I don't have one? Yeah, that's Paul Perot, uh, always, always, always um, helping me make sense of what I'm saying. So uh, you are listening to Mornings with Carmen. Uh, I would love to know what your heart song is. Nicole, the, heart, the song on her heart this morning is Death Was Arrested. Amen. What's the song on your heart this morning? From Psalm 96, verses 1 to 3, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. Have you written a song? Is there a song on your heart that um, the world needs to hear? Certainly the Lord wants to hear. How about a poem? Could you could you, write a prayer with meter and verse? We had a friend on the text line from the 203 area code saying, uh, this is the day the Lord has made. Indeed, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day of the Lord. Let us give it to him. Holy God, we do thank you for the gift of this day and for your glory in it. Help us with our lives, with every cell of who we are in every second of this day. Sing to the Lord. May our lives be lifted unto you today in thanksgiving and praise and joy. Amen. Ah, be thou my vision. That's what Carol has on her heart and uh, mind this morning. How about you? What is your what is your heart singing today? Is it a song of rejoicing? Maybe it is a song of lament. Maybe it is a psalm or song of thanksgiving. You know, the psalms are the hymn book of the second temple period. They are, um, they are, sung prayers. Oh, oh, I love this. I am thinking that this is a person who is uh, in relationship with a little one. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Yes, indeed. God, I could sing that. I could sing that as a glory hymn of praise to God this morning. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes, knees, and toes. God, you've got my head. You've got my shoulders. I'm yoked to you. You've got my knees. I'm bowed in prayer. You've got my feet fitted as uh, as gospel messengers. Holy God, you've got me from the tips of my fingers to, to the very uh, tips of my toes. Yeah, thank you for that. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Knees and toes. Amen. This is the day the Lord has made. Be thou my vision. Hope is the anthem of my soul by Switchfoot. Guide me, O thou great Jehovah. The coloring song by Petra. All right, Ethan. Ethan bringing in a little, uh, a little oldie but goodie there trying to uh, change it to head, shoulders, knees. (laughs) There you go. Wonderful grace of Jesus. Thank you, Gay, for that contribution to the conversation this morning. Wow. The uh, Carmen Nation playlist is growing. Um, What are you singing? What's What's on your heart singing today to the Lord? All things bright and beautiful. Amen. Amen. I love that song. All things bright and beautiful. All things great and small. All things wise and wonderful. The Lord God made them all. Let's revel. Let's revel in glorying um, with the Lord this morning in all that he has made. Let's, um, let's sing with the stars and the leaves of the trees. And you're saying to yourself, there's no leaves on the trees where I am. There's snow on the ground. Let's sing with every flake of snow, right? Actually, there's every not much snow land. around here lately. <laughs> well, maybe not exactly where you are, but I don't know. Where, where was I uh, uh, reading that they had like um, Anchorage, Alaska? They've uh, they they have like record snowfall, which you know that's a big deal. If if you're in if you're in Alaska and we're recording record snowfall, that's probably a lot because you know it snows there a lot. All right, um, redemption by Switchfoot. I need thee every hour. Amen, amen, Stephen. I need I need him every hour as well. Walt says, "Love lifted me." Oh, indeed, indeed. All right, I love this. I love that there are songs on our hearts and in our minds this morning that we are. In the spirit of the psalmist, Psalm 96, verses 1 to 3, singing to the Lord a new song, singing to the Lord all the earth, sing to the Lord, praise his name, proclaim his salvation day after day, declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among the people. Thank you um, so much for each of you jumping in. Gail, uh, yes, indeed, because he lives. Patrice, Onward Christian Soldiers, and another uh, another friend, um, texting in, in Christ alone. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. What's on your heart? What are you singing to the Lord this morning? What's your Maybe you've got a life song that, uh, that you're singing to the Lord. I'd love to know what that is. Nick Pitts is going to join us next. We are going to talk about a range of headlines. Let me ask you this question as a lead in. Are you wrestling with God today? What are you wrestling over? What are you wrestling with God about we all wrestle with God. We're going to talk about a very, very high profile individual who is taking his wrestling with God public. What that might sound like, what that might look like, and how that might present us as Christians with opportunities to talk about how everyone is wrestling with God. Getting into the conversations of the day, applying the mind of Christ. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. Our friend and brother, Nick Pitts, is joining us again today. He's a fellow at the Institute for Global Engagement. You can check out what he's thinking about at thebriefing.net. Good morning, Nick.
2: Good morning, Carmen. Happy Tuesday.
0: Happy Tuesday. Um, First first song title that comes to mind when I say, what's your heart singing this morning to the Lord?
2: Oh, first song title. Uh, Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Oh, so I am... Uh, I, um, I realized I'm usually a podcast guy, but now I am on daddy daycare duty to pick up Dottie from school. And I didn't realize those little hymns that were in kids tunes or whatever that Mm -hmm. she I just was trying to make sure that she was sung over during that time uh, in the brief time in the car. And I didn't I did it for her, but I didn't realize how much it would bless me. And so that's one of my favorite ones from, I think it's group music that sings it. And it's just this little kid version of Tis So Sweet that I really like a lot. So that's, that's a so first on the mind.
0: That's so good. Um, all right. I don't want to miss out. Uh, Lindsay, I see you. How great thou art. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a big one. Blessed assurance. It is well with my soul. Um I mean on and on and on, so you guys uh you keep them keep them rolling in another uh an, another fan of in Christ alone. yep tis so sweet to trust in Jesus is Nick Pitt's um, precious answer to the question and rationale for it i I, I like the rationale as well, so thank you. Oh, okay. um Jordan Peterson, maybe for people who are not familiar, um tell us who he is. Um, and he is, he's gonna. This is, first of all, just curious to me that instead of just, you know, writing a book and sending it out there, he's actually going on tour. Um, I think this is a unique approach to uh, drawing people into uh, a big, wide conversation about God. Um, so he's got a book coming out and a multi city tour um, for We Who Wrestle with God. Who, who is Jordan Peterson?
2: Yeah, I mean, he has been on the public scene probably at a lower level for approximately 10 years. He first broke out onto the scene. He's a Canadian professor for refusing to, in the pronoun wars, he refused to uh, uh, give someone a pronoun that didn't match their biological uh, uh, identity. And since then has just gone on to just write books over the past couple of years past couple of years, uh, namely the best-selling book, 12 Rules for Life, I think that's actually was released right before the pandemic, had a speaking tour that kind of talked about this book. And I mean, he was selling out theaters and uh, large venues of just this group of young men that were wandering aimlessly um, and that were in desperate need of some sort of guidance. And just having very robust, heavily academic, conversations around simple rules uh, that were everything from making your bed to, to treating uh, people with respect, just very rudimentary rules buttressed by this academic language and just drawing thousands upon thousands and millions of people online as well on this YouTube platform. It's just it, it was it was incredible. I mean I went to one of his lectures here in Dallas with over his 12 Rules for Life book series. And just it was, I'd say, 90 percent of the audience was just young men that were seeking some type of guidance. And it was it was absolutely fascinating. And so now, um, you know, he's never been a professed Christian that I know of. But now he's he's been wrestling with God, he says, for probably the past, I'd say, three or four years. And he's got this new book out that's, again, accompanied by, I believe, The Daily Wire has put out a video series of them teaching trying to understand his way through the book of Exodus and Genesis, and it really is just quite fascinating to see this transformation take place on such a large public platform.
0: So Jordan Peterson, um, let's just say hypothetically, you you were going to go visit his website. It's just interesting to me, you know, what we choose to put out there as maybe the pull quote to represent ourselves, this is the one um, that he chooses to um, use as, um, as you are beginning to explore what he's thinking about and what he's writing about. Every bit of learning is a little death. Every bit of new information challenges a previous conception, forcing it to dissolve into chaos before it can be reborn as something better. I think that because he is a like, honest philosopher he is going to arrive at the end of this wrestling. He is going to arrive at the, not just the reality of um, the possibility of God, but the reality of the God who is. And so yeah. because he is so high profile, because he is so honest, because he does have such a an incredible um, global following, I want us to pray for him. Like I want us to pray that in this wrestling with God, which He's going to now do very publicly, in front of uh, of people around the world, um, and I do believe God has been wooing him. God has been um, stripping away the previous conceptions and the false ideas, and replacing those, you know, with the reality of Himself. I mean, He has moved from twelve rules for life as an antidote for chaos, which was clearly a secular conversation to maps of meaning and an architecture of belief, and now to openly for those who, you know, for we who wrestle with God. Um, and, and the wrestling with God is, is Jacob. I mean, he is drawing it out of his exploration of Genesis and Exodus, you know, with a lot of faithful men. So I just, this is one of those, I just think, times where there's this public person and we need to be praying for him.
2: Yeah, he he is he. It reminds me very much over the past. I'd say, for many of us, we've been we would read and listen closely to David Brooks when he was in Mm. Weekly Standard to New York Times, and it very much was just this academic public wrestling with trying to discover the truth right and then now we've just seen over the past four to five years uh david brooks has come to faith and uh his work is just uh, i mean his work has just blessed hundreds of thousands of millions of people that are listening into him and now we're seeing something else play out with jordan peterson now granted these are just it's just very fascinating because, again, we, we find the hound of heaven is on the hunt. And it's it's just a, really a, a blessing to be able to see someone uh, to either wrestle with God, to search after God, to discover the truth, always to find out that the truth is as close as the psalmist says, as the shadow on your right hand.
0: All right, we're going to move from um, a person who is extraordinarily well thought. Um, and approaching the things, uh, the conversations uh, of wrestling with God and the things of the faith from, um, from a deeply philosophical perspective. That'd be Jordan, Jordan Peterson. And then when we come back from a very brief break, um, we're going to read in on TikTok Jesus, because, you know, that couldn't be further From the prior conversation, and yet surprisingly, right next door. So uh, TikTok Jesus next with our brother Nick Pitts. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. Maybe you've heard that Faith Radio partners with one child to offer you the opportunity to sponsor a child living in difficult circumstances in a hard place. Well, when you sponsor a child supplying for their needs, you change a life. And when you change the life of one child, you change the world. Your one child learns that God loves them more than they can imagine and that God's got special plans for their life. Your one child gets help with school and is taught skills like leadership and how to even overcome poverty. Your one child gets nutritious food and vital medical care that can be life-saving. You might not be able to change the world, but you can, in fact, change the life of one child. Meet the kids. Find your child at MyFaithRadio.com. All right. Uh, if you were to go to TikTok, which I am not recommending, um, you, you could, if you were there, follow Jesus. All right, Nick Pitts, who is TikTok Jesus and what's going on yeah. there?
2: Oh my goodness. Here we are. Here we are. So uh we've got uh TikTok Jesus uh by the handle date daily believer, I believe, is essentially that uh it's just it is an opportunity for individuals to like, share, or not share in order to receive blessing or uh uh some type of uh condemnation from uh Jesus based on whether you will uh uh, somehow engage with the content. It's these uh, AI generated photos, videos of Jesus offering up these words in order to just elicit some type of response or engagement, which essentially seeks to be, uh, allows the kind of user to be monetized your engagement with them. It is just a wild phenomenon that's playing upon the idea that I think it's about 40% of America, uh, Americans under the age of 21 uh, receive their uh, news from TikTok and spend about average 11 minutes on the side of day. We're living in a wild world, but this, is, uh, this shouldn't be shocking for any of us because there's always been individuals that have sought to, Um, kind of engender some type of response from the religious crowd.
0: I do think it's an opportunity if you have a young person in your life and they are um, on TikTok, right? You could ask them what they think about this particular um, person who's posting or this particular, I don't even know, (laughs) person is the wrong word. What do they think about this particular account? Um, Because of, of, of the things that they might be um, looking at on TikTok and th- and scrolling through, this one at least provides opportunity for you to talk about the difference between Jesus and the things that Jesus really said, and what this particular TikTok account is generating and pushing out there. Sometimes it's Bible verses, um, sometimes yeah. it is a TikTok like chain letter, sometimes it's uh it's it's blessings and um or you know or the offer uh to you know withhold blessing from somebody there's definitely a um uh a put your hand on the television um and get a blessing and send in a contribution but they're not asking people to pay the um the account is monetized every time you click on it like right so that's the, they're they're getting paid through advertisers i mean that's the way that, that social media stuff works you are the product we've talked about that a lot of times so the fact that your eyeballs are on it and you're, um, you know, and you're hovering over it for any length of time. You're actually watching the video and maybe even clicking to the next one or the next one, um, even just purely out of curiosity. Like that's how the people behind the account are wow. getting paid. So it's an interesting prosperity gospel um, messaging in terms of its content. It's also obviously bringing um, financial gain to the to the people who are ultimately behind it.
2: You know, Carmen, there's a part of me that uh, like I have. I have my disagreements with this um, and, but then like, I kind of look at it from both ways, right? Like I have my disagreements because I think it's, uh, th- there are certain aspects that it's a misrepresentation of who Jesus is, but then I'll, there's also a part of me that's similar to you in that what you just shared, what I think is so valuable. It provides an, inc- it's a trampoline. It's a launch pad for a conversation with somebody that is on TikTok probably more than the average of 11 minutes a day. And that there, and it's an opportunity for you to share the Jesus of the Bible and not the Jesus of TikTok, which is a great opportunity. And then who am I? Like just being very blunt, God used a donkey to redirect his prophet. Like, who am I to think that God can't use some person that's trying to earn a buck of a misrepresentation of Jesus? Who am I to think that God can't use this TikTok account to turn somebody towards him?
0: Yeah, and for those of us who are not on TikTok, you know, God's going to get his witness there somehow. Um, And and sometimes God gets his witness, you know, through through a means um, that is surprising to us, but also that's like— you know where somebody's saying, "I don't know, is that really Jesus?" Like, is that really? And then that, that leads them to an exploration. Um, you know where they are going to engage in a conversation, hopefully with a Christian who's able to say, "Hey, this is who Jesus really is. I'd love to talk with you um, about yeah. him." Um, there, there, there's a huge percentage, um, a huge percentage of American adults, particularly younger American adults who would describe themselves as not religiously affiliated. What What do we know from Pew and the, the new Pew research? And then um, you, you've you used this word that's a little bit um, unfamiliar to me, and it's nonverts. So we're talking about the nuns, the N-O-N-E-S, um, people who say they don't believe in anything. But there are among them this subcategory of nonverts. I'd like to um, help have you help us understand that.
2: Yeah, so Pew came out with a new study that essentially says 28% of Americans classify them as nuns, uh, which again is is not the nuns from Sister Act and your local local Catholic parish. It is nuns, as in individuals that do not have, they say they have no religious affiliation. And so I, I was just interested in this idea um, from uh, Stephen Bullivant, who writes this book called Nonverts Making a Christ- Christian, Ex Christian America. And he, he highlights how a generation of people, they're leaving religion of their childhood, right? So it's the nonverts. It's individuals that aren't carrying their religion into, uh, into the college and then post-college into their adult lives. And what he finds is that there are three factors which are causing this exodus. He says, one, there's the Cold War, which is, and it was very easy to classify good and evil during Cold War times. Evil was the godless uh, uh, Russians and the communists, and so you you fell into the American way, which was often grafted into the Christian way, which is uh, uh, not not ideal, but that was one piece. Second is the Internet, similar to TikTok Jesus and others. There are a variety of different factors that are causing us to uh to just be more open and more skeptical like the pew research indicated um and then three is that herd mentality we naturally go with the group we follow the crowd and so it's a self-perpetuating myth that these individuals that well, there's a growing number of individuals that aren't following so that number is only going to grow because crowds beget bigger crowds um and so i'm i, I i'm not i'm 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 intrigued by his analysis. I'm not fully convinced of it, but I am intrigued by it.
0: Yeah, and I think that a conversation um about who generationally, you know, so is it our children who have walked away from the faith of their fathers? Um are we now talking about our grandchildren who are walking away and are they walking away from their faith from the faith of their grandparents or from the faith um, or faithlessness of their parents. Like there's a there's a robust conversation to have here about um what faith is being transmitted and yeah. to whom. So yeah, so helpful. Hey. hey, Nick, we gotta I'm so sorry, but we gotta leave it right there. I'm uh I'm over I'm I'm over the clock. I've tripped over the clock.
2: Deal. Deal. <laughs> I've tripped Good over the clock. Thumb.
0: Yeah, you too. That's Nick Pitts. Um, you, you can find what he's thinking and writing about at TheBriefing.net. Next up, our brother Luke Moon is going to join us. we got so many headlines um, related to Israel. If you have not yet heard, the, uh, the United States failed to intercept a drone, um, and ultimately that killed three, S- three U.S. Um, m- members of the U.S. military. The incoming drone was mistaken for an American drone that was apparently uh, landing at a similar time. And um, once they recognized um, that this was an enemy hostile drone, it was actually too late to prevent it from, um, from piercing Tower 22, which is a, an outpost of the U.S. military on the uh, border of, uh, of Jordan and Syria so we want to be praying certainly for um not only the families of the three who died but um but for the dozens of members of the u.s military who were wounded um and um and we're going to talk about a number of other headlines related to you know this war that we're in whether you have thought of it this way or not um the war the war about israel the war in which israel is engaged we're in it, and I have been expressing that to you um, in a number of ways um, since October the 7th, but we're, we're in this, and so we want to be um, aware of what's happening, and Luke Moon is going to take us there next. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. Hey, you're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen Laburge. This is Faith Radio. One of the conversations we've been having this morning is, uh, what's your heart song? What are you singing? What's the the song on your lips this morning? How are you praising the Lord this morning? Uh, Lori in Lampasas, Texas says, uh, from Psalm 103, I'm singing uh, Testify to Love by Avalon. Um, let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise His holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things God has done for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my distresses. Amen. Fran is singing "Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus." Lydia um, is uh, is singing "Take it to the Lord in prayer." Amen. That's so good. Uh, Diane in Fergus Falls says, uh, "I am singing yet not I, but through Christ in me." Amen. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, Jeremy Camp, God bless the child. I think these are. uh, I think that's Word of Life by Jeremy Camp, and then God bless the child, um, by Shania. You think that's Shania Twain? Yeah, I'm going down my list here. So good. So keep them coming in. Um, love to hear what song is on your heart this morning. What you're singing to the Lord as together we um, we praise His glorious name. Joining us now, our brother Luke Moon from the Philos Project. You can get connected. With them at philos, and that's a P-H, PhelosProject.org. Good morning, Luke. Good morning. So um, I have been saying, you, you and I have uh, both been saying for some time, like we, we, the United States of America, yeah. we are in this. Um, we are now in this in a, um, in a tragic way. Um, three members of the U.S. military and, uh, killed and dozens wounded When one of now more than 170 um, hostile attacks against U.S. personnel and um, places and people and things that are U.S. affiliated in the region, you know, finally one of those, you know, was quote unquote successful. Um, Talk with us about um, the status of things. Um, the U.S. in it, because we're not just in it in terms of our military presence. We are in it financially in terms of the funding of the United Nations. There's just a lot of ways that we are in this.
1: Yeah, I mean, we are in this. I mean, it. it is it's really shocking to me, actually, how how uh, passive it seems that the administration is in in regard to these attacks by. Essentially, by Iran, um, you know they're coming at us. Uh, the 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 drone that killed the three service members uh, was an Iran-made uh, drone, uh, one that the same kind that has been purchased and used by Russia against Ukraine. Um, it's the same kind that the Houthis have been using uh, in in the Red Sea and have targeted, uh, not just. Uh, you know, the the shipping, which is, you know, I think I mentioned this before, the the fact that there are ships now going around the Horn of Africa as opposed to going through the Red Sea uh, shows the level of, of, you know, concern by these companies about getting their product to the market. They're more interested in getting their product to the market than going through the Red Sea, but it means when it gets there, it's going to cost more. So it actually costs us, you know, our goods are more expensive as a result of, of this act. Um, and then their involvement, obviously, uh, with Hezbollah, which is in the north of Israel, Hamas, which is currently in the south, attacking Israel. Um, and all of this is happening. And the administration still has not turned on uh, turned off the spigot of Iran's ability to raise money from selling its oil uh we we took our boot off the throat uh perhaps a, not a great analogy but we did uh allowing iran to uh to get billions of dollars uh from the sale of their oil and in result uh all these attacks have happened uh it's not getting any better and it it really it, it honestly i don't get it I really don't get it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, I consider myself pretty well dialed into, you know, the motivations of this stuff, but it's, it's like there's a cascade of really bad things happening. And I don't, it's, I think obviously there's a fear of, of an actual war, but at the same time, um, there, there's so much going on. Maybe, maybe we're, maybe it's time we actually just admit it.
0: So I do want to talk about the, um, the possibility that, you know, this isn't even yet the real war. Um, and you've just alluded to that. Um, but I want to be sure that people, um, are read in on what is happening, um, in terms of the United Nations, um, the United Nations staffers um, who are now uh, not just accused but I mean I, I just think everybody agrees we're credibly involved in the October 7th um, Hamas attacks on the people of Israel on the on the nation state of Israel um, and it, a number of Western powers, including the United States, have um, suspended funding. however, it sounds to me as if the US has suspended new funding, not the continuation of ongoing funding. What, what's going on? Um, re- read us in on this issue with the United Nations and their employees actively participating um, in the uh, the kidnapping and, and murder of Israelis on October the 7th.
1: Right. So uh, the UN Refugee Works Agency, uh, we call it UNRWA, uh, is the main uh, refugee body that is responsible for Palestinian refugees. Uh, and they are have and for for many many years been the main um, body that helps feed uh, and educate the the Palestinians of Gaza. Uh, one of our uh, guy who used to work for us grew up in in Gaza. Grew, he, his family was Christian. one of the One of the nine hundred Christians left in Gaza. His family was Christian. Uh, he grew up in an UNRWA school and he, in his testimony he talks about how uh his teachers were all members of Hamas they were all muslim and he would be mocked in school uh kids would would um uh make the form of cross with their fingers and spit at them uh that and and he actually had to leave school because he was accused of blasphemy mm-hmm. uh and that that was like 2014 when you know when that that that's that's when that happened to him so here we are now 10 years later um and this war breaks out uh between uh hamas and israel and it's it comes out that there's there's direct evidence uh obvious evidence like you know video evidence of of at least 12 employees of the UN of this UNRWA agency who participated actually went across and into the the towns in in Israel to to kill Jews um there's a report other reports coming out um it will likely come out i think in the next day or two um that that number will grow quite significantly to okay. to um probably like more like 1200 uh employees of this UN agency who have been involved in uh Hamas all they have found weapons in all of the Hamas schools rockets in all of the Hamas or uh UNRES schools they have uh one of the hostages uh that was released said that uh she was held by a teacher who was an UNRWA employee and and moved throughout Gaza in UNRWA vehicles. Um, and so it is pretty evident that um that that they have been involved. Uh but I mean it's also one of the largest employers in 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 all of Gaza. Uh, and it's not surprise to any of us who have been following that organization for a long time. But I think it's it's you know we, I think Christians already are a little suspicious about the UN, and and this kind of just you know this doesn't do any the UN any favors for sure.
0: No, and the and the American funding of the United Nations um, is very very significant. Obviously, we are its host country, um, and so I do think there there is a conversation that is going to be had going forward. And so, you know, Luke and I want you to know that this is, uh, that this is happening um, and that, so that you would be, um, you would be aware um, of those conversations taking place in the culture today as well. In the midst of all of this, pretty much everybody in Gaza is now hungry, Uh, not just hungry, but really hungry. And so when we talk about the suspension of uh, financial support of a particular United Nations outreach, this one in particular um, in Gaza. You know, we're also talking about the challenge that we all face um, when we recognize that the realities of war often include, often include um, death of of children and um, and people who then have no means by which, to To get food, and so starvation is now a very real prospect um, in Gaza, and so could, all of that it, is happening simultaneously. On, yeah, on, please. On
1: there, there are though um, hundreds of 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 aid trucks going into Gaza every day, um, and the the one of the big problems is that Hamas basically keeps stealing them. Right. Um, and, and so their, their, their fighters are, are well fed and everybody else is, is having a hard time They you know, the defunding of UNRWA doesn't mean that there's suddenly no, no aid going in. It just means that there's, there are other UN groups, ones that are, they have not, are, are not historically there, uh, who can provide services. So, you know, it, it you know, if there's, uh, it's. I think what yeah, and like
0: distribution, like through the red through the Red Cross and the Red Crescent, like there are exactly yeah a lot of other groups really helpful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's not that aid is not getting through; it's that this we we are Luke and I have been watching them closely for a period of time, but maybe you are now alert to this one agency of the United Nations that is clearly corrupted, and so um, that's the conversation that you're going to see taking place um, in, in the wider media today. Um, when we come back from a very brief break, Luke's going to help us, um, maybe see this, this larger conversation that's now taking place that maybe the real war (laughs) hasn't even yet begun. Um, and, and if it begins or as it begins, what, what that begins to look like and mean. So that's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. What are some of the things that you find hard to believe? Do you find it hard to believe that God hears you? Do you find it hard to believe that God loves you? Do you find it hard to believe that right now God knows how many hairs there are on your head and how many are on your hairbrush? Like, do you sometimes find it hard to believe that God cares about you and the stuff going on in your life right now? My friend Susie Larson wants you to be reminded every single day, every single day, that God is good. Would you like to wake up to the goodness of God Just text the word GOOD to 877-933-2484. Every single day, you'll get encouraging text messages, prayers, and devotions from Susie Larson right on your phone. Just text the word GOOD to 877-933-2484. Connecting Faith to Life, Faith Radio. Would it surprise you uh, to learn that um, President Erdogan of Turkey um, is using language um, that is threatening a, um, what's the language here? A clash of civilizations between all who follow the way of Islam and all who follow the way of the one he describes as the crusader. (laughs) That would be Jesus. Um, he wants to know if what you want, if what you want, Western world, is um is another uh, clash of civilizations between what he describes as the Crescent and the Crusader, because he is saying you should know we're not just in the Middle East Um in the same way that we have been in the Balkans and the Caucasus and every inch of the eastern Mediterranean coast and in Central Asia and South Asia and all over Africa. Once we taught the world what a nation is and we are ready to do so again. When you think that this is just um, Palestinians in the Gaza Strip uh, and and some you know historic issue with Israel over a little strip of land, um, this is not. This is about Islam and Christianity um, or Judeo-Christian um, worldview. And um, and those who follow a different path. Our conversation partner uh, today is Luke Moon from the Philos Project. Luke, there are those who are saying, "Hey, you know, it it's probably time to sober up and recognize that um, what's happening in in Israel is just the beginning." What what is the possibility of what what's being described by some people as real war?
1: Yeah, well, it, I mean, the start is is. The war between Israel and, and and Hezbollah, which is in the north of Israel, um, a much stronger force, a much mm-hmm. more well-equipped force. Um, one that basically has a country behind it, as opposed to kind of a, you know, a small strip of land. It's mostly desert. Uh, you know, Lebanon has, you know, access to ports. It has... It's estimated 140 thousand rockets pointing at Israel, um, you know, and that number hasn't changed in the ten years that I've I've uh, uh, been going to Israel. Um, but we have, yeah, I mean that's that's the real the real threat is is a war with with Hezbollah. Um, there was supposed to be a deal with the United Nations that Hezbollah, which is this, uh, which is a it recognized as a terrorist organization uh, is not supposed to be within uh, it's like basically imagine almost like twenty miles of of the border with israel uh, and the that that piece of land is supposed to be um, patrolled by the United Nations to ensure that hezbollah doesn't have any weapons in in that 20 mile zone nobody believes that the un is holding up it's 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 doing its job there uh i was i got a briefing on on the hezbollah border uh, a few weeks ago and it was you know they you know it showed it showed rocket launching tunnels it showed caches it showed all that sort of stuff within that area that that hezbollah is not supposed to have any any weapons um, and that all came about as a deal that ended the, um, the Israeli occupation of Southern Lebanon in 2000. Uh, Israel withdrew from that area and that, that in, in the deal that they made, the UN was going to kind of take control of that to make sure that those weapons were not there. Uh, and that, and that didn't happen. Listen, I, I, I'm a, I actually think that Erdogan sees things w- way more clearly than most of the um, leaders of the Western world, the Judeo-Christian world. I mean, that the, the problem is that the Islamists are thinking that this is a civilizational conflict and everybody else is thinking uh, about who's going to win the national championship in football um
0: yeah or whether or not, not <laughs> yeah taylor swift and uh travis it, kelsey you're gonna yeah get engaged yeah, right no yeah i mean we are obsessed with yeah no you're right
1: it's we're we're at the bread and circuses stage um and and i'm i'm it it really is a, a great concern to me uh i mean the fact that we still have uh i mean they're they're still marching in the streets pro hamas People are blocking access to, you know, JFK Airport and Reagan National Airport in Washington, D.C. And the answer is, oh mm-hmm. shucks. I mean, it's it's we, we are th- this is coming for us, whether we want it or not. And most of us, mm-hmm. I think, don't want it. But the reality uh, is that that we we need to wake up and be prepared to uh, defend defend Christians. I mean, that's, we, we, Christians and Jews are the target of this, people of the Bible, not the people of the book, but the people of the Bible. And uh, we, I, I hope that we will, we'll start standing together more clearly because uh, they want us to kneel. And I don't
0: want yeah. to um, Mary has lifted up a prayer and I'm going to read it aloud as you and I close our conversation. Uh, Mary, thank you on the text line. Uh, So let's pray. Father God, open our eyes and unstop our ears to see and to hear throughout the world what's really going on. Give us the boldness and wisdom and determination to do what is right and necessary um, in the midst of all of this. In Jesus' name, amen. Mary, thank you for lifting up your prayer. The text line is open, 877-933-2484. Yes, I will try to answer all of the questions that you have raised. Um, Some of them we might have to hold until Luke joins us again. Um, Blessings on you, our brother. Um, We certainly appreciate you being here today. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yes, um, thank you to those of you who are texting in this morning. It is so sweet to trust in Jesus in the midst of all of this. Um, And and let us remember, in the midst of all of this, um, you know, we are the believing people who know the truth. and we are the ones who bring that truth to bear in the midst of, um, of a generation that is not just dark, but wandering around in, um, in listlessness. After, Thanks for listening to Mornings with Carmen LeBurge. Podcasts like this are available because of your support. If it's important to you to hear things that encourage your faith, click the link in the show notes to give now. And thanks.